You are walking now on a road that few walk. This is not a teaching of getting what you think you should have. This is the path of the sage, the mystic, the one who knows, and she is gifted, he is met, with infinite supply because he knows the source of all things. But he does not seek glory. She does not seek witness to prove her new state. He simply walks. She simply walks in her awareness of who she has become. It's really all right for people to take them seriously, except that they are a little bit deprived. They're missing something. And so when the joker sees a person taking his life seriously and regarding himself as extremely important, there is something a little bit funny about it, and he is inclined to get the giggles. And. It's, it's all he knows that the, the very intensity of seriousness with which the individuals concerned are taking these games will be a kind of foil for the subsequent uh, bursting into laughter when he sees that it wasn't serious after all. You see that? Uh, you might say there are these classes of people. There are the very far out people and the very far in people. Now ordinarily we say someone's very far out when they are oddballs, when they are exceedingly unconventional. But I want you to turn the picture round and look as a conventional person, look at a square as a person who's very far out. That is to say, he is so involved in the seriousness of the game he is playing that he is lost. He doesn't know where he started from and he thinks he's there. <laughs> but he's completely lost because he is actually uh, under the cover of his assurance, of his status, of his position in society. He's really a very anxious person. 
I said a lot yesterday about the way in which our society shows anxiety because it cannot permit the existence of people who don't belong. And it cannot really permit the criticism of laughter. It cannot permit the presence of the old-fashioned court jester. Because these people are so far out. They are so involved, and one from a certain standpoint, you see, from the Joker's standpoint, he doesn't condemn such people. He rather congratulates them on their heroism for getting so lost and involved. But to keep the far out people from going quite insane, there have to be far in people. And the far in people are those who, who keep contact with the original goings on behind the scenes. They are like the prompter in the theater, where there are the actors out on the stage relying on their memories, etc., and they're supposed to get completely involved in the play. But there's a concealed prompter with the script in front of him. And he is the connection of the actor on the stage with the green room behind the stage. And you see, in, in this dramatic analogy of the universe, the green room is the central point, the still point of the turning world. The green room is how uh, God is when he's back home, not involved in all these games, and takes off the mask. See, uh, on the Hindu theory that everybody is a mask of God. Like uh, a wonderful line in one of Chesterton's poems. And now a, a great, great thing, thing in the, the streets street seems, seems any, any human, human nod. Where, where move in strange democracy the million masks of God. The million masks of the Joker. Because the Joker is... Wonderful clip from one of my favorite Alan Watts talks. Speaking on things relevant to today... Uh, regarding both the archetype of the sacred clown or joker or jester being more or less synonymous with that of the monk or the yogi or the awakened one, uh, the mystic, the sage, who both mythologically and historically have taken on this role of kind of looking after everyone while knowing you know, while on one hand knowing the truth of everyone's divine nature, the truth of the fundamental reality, uh, as well as <laughs> getting a kick out of everyone's shenanigans and all of the drama and goings-on. And that seems to be... Hi, everyone. It's Ryan. Long time no talk. Where have y'all been? Um, that's really neither here nor there. <laughs> but uh, what I have been is productive and not in in any sort of uh, traditional way we might know the word productive. Um, I've produced very little physical evidence of, of this production, but what I have produced is, is just a cascading array of heightened awarenesses and senses and physical and emotional senses, and yeah, it's been quite exciting. You know, just just doing the doing the death loop, doing the roller coaster loop. We talk about a lot how all the things you need to experience or, or the the lessons you're meant to learn will keep coming back around and coming back around until uh, you've satisfied whatever 
whatever it is, however it is you were meant to see that, understand it, <clears throat> not resist it, and release it, release yourself from it. And this has never been more apparent or relevant than now in most people's lives that I know uh, that have, you know, sort of push themselves down down this path of awakening and awareness and it's really quite interesting honestly how even those that little to no conscious awareness of of any of these concepts or ideas you know whether it's the mirror effect of my observing them or or what um, it seems to be I seem to find these concepts and these principles you know sort of the underlying energetic themes coming out from even the most benign and square people who are kind of just doing their thing but as you observe their lives from outside it's really quite endearing how you see people kind of awaken to their own to their own patterns to their own shit or or you see someone kind of uh take a new perspective on something or you know have a little realization you get that little twinkle in their eye it's really quite lovely if i do say the last few months have been have been really great haven't uh haven't uh haven't wanted to to do a podcast to be honest with you i've kind of had this overarching belief that both there was enough <laughs> enough people broadcasting bullshit into the cosmos onto the internet telling people what to do or what they're doing or i mean it's 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 unbelievably overwhelming the sheer amount of information coming out of the internet these days. Uh, however, you know, I really wanted to focus on on my practices and on my and not doing something. You know, not having to overthink what the next thing I want to talk about is because, quite frankly, I want to talk about things every day. I'm learning things every day. I write a lot of stuff down, and and I think I get this urge uh, from time to time that's like, oh, well, that'd be a good thing to share about. And it's funny because. I've become so aware of this urge that it's every time I kind of have new insights or awareness uh, or kind of a higher perspective, that urge comes up. And, and what that urge is could be easily perceived or or confused as like, oh, I should share this with the world or with my friends and family, which if you haven't noticed is quite obvious um, given the, the landscape of the sharing. But the way I interpret it is it's myself wanting to share it with myself, truly, you know, to, to really make it physical or, you know, I have this kind of running theory that until until we speak something, uh, speak some thoughts out or write them out and get them into our awareness on this side of things, the physical side, not the interior side, as it were, until we really do that, we don't have any perspective, context for our thoughts, ability to gauge their true validity in a sense. So in that same way, I find that, you know, I get these urges to share and it's it's great. I have a pretty tight-knit group of group of friends that understand or are supportive or whatever of this sort of thing. And I'm, I'm still reluctant to go off the deep end and, and start rattling off experiences or talking about things I know <laughs> to be true about the universe. I think that's all a, a hilariously obvious kind of trick of this sort of thing. Anyways, what what prompted my recording this is that I finally, well, it's a, it's, it's a really big deal. For the last, I don't know, six months, I've been slowly but surely plugging away, working on my website, getting together thoughts and ideas about what I wanted to do with all of this kind of knowledge and experiential wisdom that I've gathered through 
experience through uh, practices, through, you know, really truly my own empirical evidence, I, not based on anything I've, I've read or any theories or, or any hypothesis or pie in the sky <laughs> ideas, but really just about like getting super simple with all these practices and, and teachings and the wisdom and the philosophies are, are all extremely ancient and most of them stemming from Buddhism as well as, uh, you know, Vedic traditions, kundalini yoga, energy work, uh, breath work, breath work especially. Uh, but anyways, I really wanted to compile all of this together and find a way to start sharing it with people as a regular schedule of group practices that I will have scheduled on my website that I will share weekly via Instagram and other various social media. For right now, obviously, mostly just be on Zoom. Um, also think about throwing in there a uh, YouTube live broadcast just because Zoom can be so kind of cumbersome and uh, tough to tough to revisit or whatever. I've finally finished this big elaborate kind of addition to the website that I had initially created and got organized and got down to business and, and came up with some specific practices for, for a few nights a month to get together with anyone who wants to. Anyone who's interested, I created a bit more of a beginner's mindfulness, basic mindfulness class. It'll just be focused on the very basics of, of kind of wading into the meditation space that can expand so far from there. But then another, you know, the Monday night class that I've created be kind of like an exploratory class visiting various teachings, techniques, but always including a formal sitting meditation as well and integrating breathwork because I have to tell you, I have found breathwork practice to be unbelievably beneficial. I can't, I won't attempt. It, it's just, there's really too much to say about what can be done with breath and how limited we are in general with how our, our practices of breathing just in our day-to-day, -day, what profound benefits can come from that. So that'll be the, uh, the Monday night class. We'll explore various ideologies, philosophies, teachings. Uh, we'll couple that with a formal sitting practice. And then each event or gathering that we do will integrate a meditation and breath work because I find it to be so just anyone who has a even a casual meditation practice, just beginning to habitualize these sorts of, of breathing techniques and especially like more the more structured uh, kind of protocols, the effects or the changes you'll notice in, in your experience are so quick and so obvious that, yeah, I'm just really excited to share all this. So this is the purpose or the inspiration for recording a thing and placing it out on the internet. Other than that, I don't really have anything coherent or interesting to say besides everything. everything's wonderful and what's possible is beyond imagination, truly. Everyone can believe that, can take it to the bank. This is coming from someone who has a tendency to be lazy at times or, or get down about not being out there, living life, living the high success. I still get those egotistical comparative thoughts you know what i'm learning is that there's just no need to judge any of it in the course of time and, and timing and and as these things transpire the, the kinds of experiences or the the levels of contentment or wellness or connection or unity or awareness or appreciation or gratitude it's all just uh more than more than anyone could ever imagine at least those who haven't experienced it so 
lots of uh lots of show watching and hanging out hanging out in nature and doing lots of meditation in the grass and walks and lots of trips to the lake uh quite a few psychedelic journeys which is another thing i'm i'm really excited to talk about after uh getting a chance getting invited to preview this new docu-series that came out called psychedelics revealed really impressive stuff kind of that on the heels of a new dmt doc releasing the newest findings from both university of michigan as well as uh, san diego state on endogenous dmt in the brain like just the whole field uh, of consciousness and psychedelic research from an academic scientific standpoint although still kind of right eye roll (laughs) um waiting for truly waiting for capitalism and and big pharma and the fda and the government to to swoop in and shit on everyone's parade in some ways but in other ways really just the ripple effects uh, it's having both from from Johns Hopkins, NYU, the MAPS program that is basically minutes away from from getting full approval for uh, MDMA assisted therapy and their phase three trials and the absurd finding in a good way as far as treating PTSD, uh, the worst PTSD and extremely debilitating suffering these guys so anyways lots of exciting stuff going on it's really inspiring to see lots of cool stuff coming out of you know psychology community and i really just love seeing kind of the boundaries start to break down in these uh, kind of traditionally more closed-minded or dogmatic areas of, of information we as a culture and a society and a collective we talk about all the time how we have to shed these beliefs that we were handed as kids, you know, that still structure and, and dictate our experience to this day. It's true. It's true that it's it's at least worth everyone setting down everything they think they know. Everything. Everything about your life and your existence. I don't care what kind of life you you live or what kind of person you think you are. I don't care if you live the most square materialistic Joan Cleaver suburban life or if you live the most outrageous exciting you know whatever it may be like it it really is just worth checking this out for oneself you know as most of you and as most of us probably know that that these subconscious beliefs that are programmed at a young age do dictate our experience of reality they they absolutely run what's what you believe to be outside of you that that is just there <laughs> all the time regardless like like it's just not the case you guys it it's just not the case like it really is coming out of your mind and your history and your deeply held beliefs about yourself and what this life is and how it works and i can prove it to you come come practice with us and, and uh you know come spend some time with me and i don't have to do any like hypnotizing or, or anything creepy or any seances or anything like I, I can i can prove it to you by talking to you and that's another exciting thing to to share about is i've really stepped into my abilities as a healer as an intuitive and my capacity for telepathy believe it or not which is kind of crazy to say out loud which I've been working on quite a bit, as well as uh, lots of uh, Tibetan dream yoga practice, which is uh, lucid dreaming, and it's quite addictive, to be honest. Got to got to lay off the lucid dreaming a bit from time to time. For anyone that this that any of this resonates with, you know, uh, like it's never there's never a big enough excuse or reason. It's like 
nothing I'm talking about or none of these realizations about truth behind the nature of reality, none of this can, in fact, negatively affect those aspects of your life. All they can do is exponentially enrich them and concentration practices and awareness practices and and body practices and awakening to the fact that your your body is alive and it's intelligent awakening to the fact that you can change your experience of reality from moment to moment simply by becoming aware of how you think and believe about it like this is all available for for anyone and this applies to you know quality of life to health and wellness to healing to anything you want it to all it takes is kind of just the openness or the bravery to to be willing to let go of what we thought we knew i often get a lot of cynical and really just asshole thoughts judgmental thoughts about society at large and the ignorance and the arrogance and the narcissism and but it's like it, it it that's what i mean as far as like making those thoughts aware because like what i feel is just this like profound love and compassion for for literally every being on the planet it it can be experienced and realized by anyone who begins to understand what it is that's actually going on here and happening here and um what it is that that forms these beliefs and ideas and, and people's behaviors and anyways that was a side rant my point being um i i just find myself giggling and having nothing but good optimistic thoughts and feelings about our capacity to to humble up and to find a way back to not the idea that we are special as individuals because we're we're not like we're just not and it's it's because of a fundamental misunderstanding about who and what we are as individuals. From the typical perspective, we are a fraction of a blink in time, in impact, in anything. Humanity's been wiped out uh, cyclically in a pattern probably dozens of times over and over. Uh, this planet has wiped itself clean, it started again probably hundreds of times. The universe is unbelievably vast and it does not need us and our popularity or our attention on social media um, and we aren't here to run the planet or to tell it what to do or to fix it that's some of the most obvious and concerning or maybe not concerning because uh it's obvious uh like we don't we're not here to control things we actually don't control things it's the hubris and arrogance of us to believe that we're actually like, oh no, the planet won't be okay unless we do something or stop. It's like, all right, all one need do is open your phone and pull up your Instagram, pull up your Facebook, and just observe without judgment. Don't read anything, but just observe that, okay? That's our highest form of social intelligence, okay? The next time you're driving past some undisturbed nature whether it's a beach or a forest or a desert you know observe that system and that beauty and that complexity and that miracle and how long it's been here and what it does just by itself just by itself that this planet that this galaxy that this universe does by itself that your body does by itself which is a part of that
observe that next time. And then tell me who's more intelligent. Tell me who probably knows what they're doing. Tell me who's probably qualified. Tell me we should push on further into our narcissism and our technology and our belief that like our fucking unbelievably pathetic complaining and fake problems and oh this person said this and they don't have a mask and uh what they're doing over there and uh uh uh, uh. my god fuck it's so disappointing nobody nobody is actually doing anything to anybody else. These are our own feelings. This is our own inability to just be without having a bad guy to condemn. It's like the idea that the way these opposing conflicts shake out is like, it's a race to the bottom. It's like, who's the bigger piece of shit, right? The people that are murderers for not wearing masks or the people that are fucking stomping on our fucking first amendment it's like whoever what gets the last insult in is like above the other side like if anybody subscribes to this kind of political belief system moral belief system and is so righteous about it that they actually believe they came up with their own values that this collection of beliefs and values that they would die for and scream for and <laughs> type away on Facebook for hours for that that they somehow forgot that actually like they didn't come up with them on their own they didn't like meander the world and acquire their own unique set of values and beliefs and things to stand for remember you guys remember there's two sets one for each side and they're automatic. There's no real logical reason that any of them even go together either. Remember that the TV and the internet and the people that are on the other side of those are, are like spitting these out for you. Remember that there actually isn't two sides to the government. There's just one. It's just one government. One con like the whole idea of, of a blue and red or a left and like that's made up. That doesn't exist. There isn't two sides. Period. There's one side. There's the government, those who would have us quarrel. Just tell me tell me this. I want someone to get a hold of me and tell me the last time they can remember throughout history that they remember our government doing something altruistic for our best interest. So not something we, like, heard about later. Our government being transparent, being honest, not putting money first. It's unfair because it's literally never stopped happening, the corruption. In, you know what I mean? Like, you're seeing it right now in Afghanistan. You're seeing it in Israel. And that fucking unbelievable propaganda effort. You saw it in Venezuela. You saw it about the fucking lab leak theory. That the left, my God, was out for blood if anyone fucking said anything about it. And then look, like, is everyone going to apologize now? No, man. They're not. But it's that thin. 
No, your government doesn't give a fuck about you. No, the fucking media industry doesn't give a f- like really a death counter on the news. That's the best way to calm tensions and keep people like what? It's like we're in a fucking apocalypse movie. That's like a a spoof. And yeah, this is all kind of old news, but like we're st- we're running it back. And like if for anyone that subscribes or, or has experienced this thing I'm talking about where we relive patterns that come back up for us to deal with, it's like, okay, this is how you dealt with it last time. Do you want another chance? Are you sure this is how you feel about it? Are you sure? Look, it's happening again with this bullshit. It's like, are you sure you just want to buy everything the government says and completely fucking accept everything blindly and, and just do whatever you're told about this? Are you sure? Are you sure? Do you remember who your government is? Do you remember every reason you've ever gone into a major war was, for lack of a better word, a false flag reason? Do you remember your government covering up everything always? Do you remember your FDA poisoning you uh, still to this day with Roundup? Do you remember, like, do you remember? Do you remember that you alone have the sovereignty and ability to make your own decisions and that any decision based in fear should be looked at and understood to be such and the knowing that a decision based in fear can only produce more fear. It can only disempower. The inability to hear an opposing opinion. Are you fucking kidding me? Our liberal presidential administration is helping social media companies to defy our First Amendment right, to actively censor and suppress opposing viewpoints. Not dangerous ideologies or threats or... or there's No one's at risk of physical harm here, and that's a whole other story, but, but no... Ideas that don't align with theirs. This is not, I'm not, this, this is not hyperbolic. Like, I'm not exaggerating. There's nothing, this is happening. I've been a, a lifelong liberal. Like, I was a, an activist in the truest sense of the word. But this is happening. There aren't two sides. There is one side. And these fucking disagreements, they don't matter. They don't matter. Because what we agree on is we want freedom, we want safety, we want sovereignty, we want the right to make our own success, our own life, we want opportunity, we don't want fixed financial systems. Hello, remember our government that bailed out the banking system that fucked us over? 40 million homes? Like, you guys, come on. Oh, and by the way, I'm vaccinated. See? You can totally do both. It's called prudence. Like, stop fucking guilting people for not getting vaccinated. For fuck's sakes. Stop that right fucking now. Stop lowering yourself to insult people that aren't wearing fucking masks. Like, you're fine. And same thing goes the other way. Like, what you condemn condemns you back. For those of you who aren't aware that reality is a mirror that the world doesn't exist outside of you zoom out and see that like take your attention 
off of the thing you claim to have a problem with. Realize your more cosmic nature. Lift yourself out of these places and, and like this is how trans this transformation has to happen. The earth's burning itself down right now. It's not like, oh poor earth. It's like, did you know that giant sequoia trees, the tallest trees in the world, only reproduce when they're on fire? As well as dozens of other pine and fir and spruce and evergreen species of tree are old growth forest trees. But the giant sequoia, the largest and oldest trees on the planet, right here in Northern California, that's right, folks, only reproduce with the presence of fire. And you want to tell, like, we have it twisted, you guys, and we can change our perspective and we can become more aligned. How we align this collective back towards harmony is by observing nature, seeing how it behaves, listening to people and wisdom and cultures and ways of life that know how to do this. The indigenous, the native, the we're dead convinced we're the most evolved beings that have ever lived on this planet or the most evolved state that humans have ever been in. Like, oh no, we're totally evolved. Look at our cities. Look at how much shit we have. I gotta tell you, man, I recently began see it the exact opposite way. And what's interesting about that is after all of these famous catastrophes throughout history, 6,000 years ago, 12,000 years ago, 18,000 years ago, 25,000 years ago, maybe you've heard, like, established civilization appeared in its most refined form, Egypt, Sumeria, etc., 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 like, Egyptian culture, writing, art, same thing with Roman, Greek, devolved. These societies devolved every time. It's because we're stupid, and we look at people that live in harmony with the planet like that's being devolved. Nope, it ain't, because they're living in harmony with the planet. Like, they don't have any shit to worry about. Their money. They have connected relationships. They have, like, can you imagine? Can you imagine knowing your family really well and your neighbors and having this sense of community, having, like, true support in everything you do? Can you imagine not having to, not even ever getting the urge or feeling the need to get validation through attention? Can you even imagine? Can you imagine knowing hundreds and thousands of species of plant and wildlife and knowing how what they do and how they work and what they work for and how to blah 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 can you imagine never having to go to the drugstore again it's possible it's possible and we can do it that's my story i'm sticking to it i'm ryan rain whatever i am a hayoka empath i am a mystic i'm an awakened being i know who i am in truth i know what i am in truth and i know how i serve in truth I am free. Behold, I make all things new. And you can too. Love is the answer, of course. And humility. No one, no one's better than anyone's better than anything. It's never even been possible. You're an organism on a planet. The planet's processing, and you're a part of the process. You're not doing your own thing. If you think you are, you're silly. What we are is a part of 
something special, a part of something important and magical. And we're not, it's not just something special or important or magical. It's, we're a part of the most special and important and magical thing anyone could ever imagine in their wildest dreams. And we're so powerful. There's so much possibility. We are connected to every part of our communities, our planets, nature, the cosmos. Like, you cannot imagine. It requires a stepping back. Like, what we're all looking for is to be a part of something bigger than ourselves. And we are. We already are. It's just like awakened consciousness. It's just like we're all Buddhas. We are. We don't have broken bodies or minds or environments. We have the most unbelievably intelligent bodies, minds, and environments that we could ever imagine existed. And it's always telling us like, hey, hey, over here. Hey, there's a thing over here. And we're like, shut up, thanks. Hey, ah, you know, like these people I know that like headache every day, stomachache, you know, it's like, oh, must just be your bad stomach. No, your body is the most complex, not understood thing in the universe. That it is pure magic. Our, again, our hubris and our arrogance. We've had modern medicine for, what, 100 years? <laughs> you know, technology for 100 years, industrial revolution. 100 years, you guys. You know how long the planet's been around? We think we got it figured out. Jesus Christ. But anyways, point being, even the top scientists with all the tech and the this and the that have no fucking idea what's going on. I mean, they have some idea, but right, all we have is correlations, right? We have instruments that measure what things represent, not what's happening. They can't figure out how someone can be given a placebo and rebuild their own fucking ACL. They can't figure out how miraculous remission from you know, a diet change and meditation practice can take place. It's all possible. And I hope so, so much that we can come together as a collective, truly as the biggest community. Left, right, you know, it's leave your judgments at the door. You guys all have kids that you love, that you would do anything to protect. You would protect each other's kids. You would fight to make sure each other had equal rights and access to clean drinking water and food, like, right? Like, we've all volunteered. We've all sacrificed. Like, we're humans. And we're a part of something greater here. And that's the only way we can have the kind of effect that needs to be had. If we, you know, it all just depends on kind of future we want. <laughs> Anyways, love you guys. Uh, Thanks for putting up with the rant. Wasn't very refined. Rantingonreality.com. Check out the homepage. There's a calendar with the upcoming events. Uh, sign up for the newsletter. I'll be releasing on Instagram these specific meditations. And again, it's just hop on Zoom, hop on YouTube with us, and and we just hang out. You know, it, it, it's just a way to begin building community and connection and, and saying hi to each other and, and you know sharing experiences and opening up to each other and feeling human again. There will be absolutely no judgment. 
whatsoever. There'll be no tension, no conflict. I know some people may get uncomfortable without it, but uh, I think it'll be cool. I'm not some guru teacher. I just have figured these things out and I want to share. I either want to help people or connect with people or learn from people or like what the fuck ever. Like, I'm, just, you know what I mean? I'm not on any crusade to make money or get famous or, or you know, like, like I have the ability to just do this. So like, that's, that's what I'm trying to do. Rainingonreality.com, Instagram.com slash rain, R-A-Y-N, underscores in between. Uh, YouTube, Raining on Reality. Derper, 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 derper. I think that's it. Yeah. Uh website's been fully revamped. I've got uh I've got all my uh like creative work in there, artwork, woodwork, stuff like that. Anyone interested in that stuff, feel free to hit me. Um Yeah. Zoom links um on the website. I'll get them up on the uh grams. Zoom for now, looking into uh Google Meet, kind of like it's it's all kind of a mess. I just can't wait till we can get together in person again and whether that's once a month one of these one of these groups uh in a park doesn't fucking matter uh just that sort of uh connection and community oh and a uh, couple quick plugs my buddy ben longtime friend ben is hosting a weekly microdosing psilocybin uh zoom group that's incredibly informative uh Ben's Ben's been been lobbying and and government and, and legislation uh, for years since I've known him. He's partly responsible for the for the weed legislation that made it legal. He worked on that for years, and now he's working on psilocybin. He's dug, been digging way into the microdosing healing effects and stuff. Um, he's got some adorable old people in there that have been microdosing psilocybin. It's awesome. Yeah, check out Ben and his microdosing Zoom. Every Wednesday night at 6 p.m., I will leave the meeting info and the link in the description. Anyone who has recently begun microdosing or has some experience or wants more information, be advised and and encouraged to check that out. Anyways, it's awesome. It just came to my mind, Uh, but I really enjoy hanging out in there and hearing people's stories. I think that's awesome. Yeah, anyone else that has any stories like that. I'm meeting a lot of people that are kind of like coming out of the closet per se with the spirituality stuff or the, you know, paranormal phenomenon or the, or the psychedelic drug stuff. Uh, oh, another thing, you guys, uh, dude from that, uh, docuseries that I was able to preview is a like defected Mormon priest, uh, also a lawyer who created his own church legally and got psilocybin mushrooms to be the legal sacrament of this church and anyone can join it legally and be under protection of the first amendment right of religious freedom to practice to worship with the sacrament that website is called the divine assembly the divine anyone can sign up we're doing ce5 contact uh get-togethers um if anyone's familiar with that close encounters of the fifth kind this dude <laughs> dr breer came up with this app basically get together with some friends at night in the wilderness you get all meditating and you try to contact aliens by using consciousness using meditation and there's a, a <laughs> there's a ton of evidence and um you know people's experiences 
experiencing all sorts of different phenomena and what have you. You can see the documentary. It's on uh, Amazon called Close Encounters of the Fifth Kind. We'll be doing that, but probably trying to put together one of those uh, this next month. Etc. Etc. As Tom York once said. Maybe well, maybe free from suffering, maybe loved, maybe healed. So this is just a quick disclaimer. After editing this episode, it has once again come to my attention that I have the propensity to almost become a little bit hostile (laughs) with my imaginary audience, uh, where I start using the word you a lot to refer to whoever I'm speaking about. And I just wanted to (laughs) to say that I, in fact, do not have any particular hostilities for anyone that might be listening to this, but more so speaking generally and in a very removed nature. Probably need to (laughs) make some adjustments on that if I plan on recording solo podcasts where I speak on emotionally charged things. However, I just wanted to say that I I apologize in advance if anyone feels like I'm talking shit to them uh, at any time in this episode. I assure you I'm not. Just uh, expressing myself. So that's all. Hope all is well. Thanks for listening.